0: Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tabin Dillard, and I live in a trailer park called Chancellor Park, and I am lawns. I'd like to introduce you to my town. I've been making YouTube's videos since about 2006, and then I've transitioned over to other platforms like the TikToks and the whatnot. But here on this podcast, I'd like to clue you into what's going on with me here lately. And this is like a pre-introduction. Now I'm gonna send it off to myself for the real introduction. I'm glad you joined me. Bink, bank. Well, welcome to episode two of the Tavin Dillard podcast. That's me. I'm Tavin Dillard. I'm O'Lons. I live in Chancellor Park, Mobile Home Estates. Mobile Home Estates ain't part of the name. I added that for flair. Last week, though, what I did, that's like the preseason episode. You know, like how I got in the adult softball league this year. Check it out if you ain't done that one yet. And I want to thank my sponsor, Wagbar premium wagyu beef it's it's better than beef jerky y'all guys it's a lot softer it's thicker well it's hearty that protein 14 grams of it Dim carbs three grams calories 90 calories good flavors too hot and spicy teriyaki peppered regular if you if you go to the website sweetteafilms.com that's sweetteafilms.com you'll see a link and take you to the wag bar you can just pick up one flavor or if you you want to do just one or, or you can choose like a variety box that got all of them in there but Check them out. I appreciate Wagbar sponsoring these first couple episodes here at the podcast. Hey, and if you're interested in sponsoring an episode or more, you can email me, Tavon Dillard, That's my name, T A B I N D I L L A R D at gmail.com. You can let me know about that. Sure am glad you're here, though, and you didn't hear, uh, you know, come here to, to learn my email address. Uh, that ain't the whole reason. There's other things we're going to talk about. Like today, I want to start with our first game of the softball season. I mean, it just happened. How'd it go? Well, let me back up and say, Myron Curtis seen Mary Beth Tucker at the Burger Shed last week and got bold out of nowhere and asked her to beckons all-you-can-eat catfish buffet. And you want to know how that went? You got to know how that went. All right, so here's the deal. Mary Beth, and Myron both got healthy appetites. That's just how they they built. And they pile that stuff high with fried okra, hush puppies, catfish fillets. Like, they piling on that plate. You know at a buffet, like, you pay to get in there, and then you kind of, like, uh, territorial. Like, boy, I better get some right now. Even though you know you can circle back. It's all you can eat. You know, they keep bringing it out. Uh, some folks will just pile it like they only got one trip. But uh, Mary, Beth, and Myron, they kind of do it that. They pile it high, mow that down, pile it high again kind of thing. Anyways... There, there they are. Uh, they got the catfish fillets. That's like kind of the main dish at a catfish buffet. And that fillet is probably like Latin or something for we took the bone out. And there ain't supposed to be no bone in a catfish fillet. Now, if you ever seen catfish, you know nothing about fish and catfish. They come with bones. That's how they're born. But then for fillet, they take them out, so it's easy eating, you know, like that way. Well, Mary Beth go to choking. I mean, she had toured through a plate of okra and green beans, and I guess uh, the hush puppies, and obviously the the catfish. And she'd saved that catfish, you know, for last, saved the best for last kind of thing. She inhaled some of that, and it gets in her air pipe where she breathed through, and it clogged it up. And I don't guess there'd been much conversation to date up until that point anyway. Like, they'd mostly just been putting her hurtin' on that buffet and kind of staring at each other. And so now, turns out Mary Beth's gonna need some help. So Myron, he hop up, he shuffle around behind her, try to hindlack her. Now, I don't think he'd been trained at all, but I think he just seen it, like, in a movie or something. So, short version of this story is, he don't know what he's doing. He start trying to hindlack her, and it ain't working out at all. Now, Mary Beth, she choking on top of it. She getting mad because he's behind her trying to, like, squeeze her, but he ain't helping, like, get the, the bone unlodged un- out of her throat canal, or whatever. So she steady elbowing him, just like a repetition of elbows just to his rib cage, kind of like, get off me, get off me, get off me. But she wasn't saying get off me because she couldn't talk none. And she needed him to cut it out, but he he just wasn't helping. So she pushed back from the table, leaned herself over a sturdy chair, and she hind like herself. And that bone just shot out like old faithful, arching through the air, landing on the other side of the table. Well, Myron's mad. I mean, he's embarrassed, too. He couldn't even hindlack her, right? And he's also mad because there ain't supposed to be no bones in that catfish, just filet kind of thing, so so he go to the kitchen. Travis Darden's in there. Travis run the buffet, and Myron swing them doors open like he's an outlaw in a saloon, and he just kind of say, hey, he said something to Travis, like, I'm madder than a wet peacock in a hen house. Now, nobody really know what that meant, but he said it in a way that folks figured like he's pretty mad. Like, he did convey that kind of emotion. So, Myron says, You got to make this right. And Travis agreed, and he gave him free coupons to next week's All You Can Eat Buffet. Well, that worked out for them. Mary Beth ended up finishing her meal. You know, once that bone was out, and she still had room in her stomach, her stomach wasn't full of bones, just her throat was full of that one bone. But then she she hindlocked herself, and it got out of there, and then she's clear, you know, clear for takeoff kind of thing. She seemed okay by, I think, uh, uh, getting ready for next week. If I was Myron, I'd be taking a first aid or CPR class. You know, it wouldn't hurt even for future use, even if she don't choke next week. But that's what I went. So, you know, Myron, I say that because, you know, he, in the middle of recruiting me for a softball team, he he secured a date with Mary Beth, and I didn't want to leave y'all hanging thinking, well, did they go on that date? Did they not go on that date? Did she flake on him? Did he decide that he'd get cold feet or nothing like that? No, they went on that date. And that's how that date went. So we had our first game. That's what I want to talk to you all about. And Myron was a little preoccupied this week with his date, and him and Mary Beth seemed to be liking each other, like I said. So I'll mark his loose first day up to that. Firstly, what time is our first game, you might be asking. Well, the whole team was asking that. Nobody knew. Myron had the schedule, but he didn't tell Nobody. So fellas show up after work and, you know, after supper. Thankfully, we didn't have no early 5 p.m. game. We was the 7 p.m. game. So we get there to the dugout, and uh, everybody's there on time. we just kind of wandering around, waiting for things. And I asked Myron about the uniforms because that's his job this week. You know, he said, we're going to get the uniforms. Well, he stares at me like I just spoke to him in algebra. And uh, Mort Dwight will chime in. He goes, Myron, where are the uniforms? And Myron shakes his head. I completely forgot to pick them up, y'all guys. Well, I'm thinking, should we go get them? Myron shakes his head, you know, like, I'm so sorry. And, and he said, Let, let's just use the shirts we got on for tonight. Well, Rusty Tidwell's got on a work shirt. I don't have on a shirt because I just pulled it off to wipe all the sweat after mowing lawns today. And you can imagine nobody's real happy to start off the season with no uniforms. So I just suggested we do skins. Skins. You know, we just go old school recess kind of thing, and Myron said, Oh, Tab and I don't know. Mary Beth's working the concession stand tonight, and I don't want to be running around shirtless. That's embarrassing. Well, I don't guess none of us do, Myron, but we ain't got much of a choice. J.T. Whitlow chimed in and said Myron had his head in the clouds, and Rusty asked him if the uniforms would be ready next game, and Myron said he'd have them. So that's where we was. You know, we was, we was uniformless, and with a promise from Myron that next week we're going to have them. So... We ain't too far from game time, and we got to get figured out like our lineup and then just kind of put our mind, uh, out of our mind, you know, that we chest naked. We can't be thinking about that the whole game. We got to just park that. So it's a tall order or a wide order in some of our cases. Fellas are shaking their head at Meyer, and he tries to scribble down a batting order on an index card. Weather was nice. We played Team Sonic. They already was intimidating just by showing up in uniforms, but we had to push on in spite of the circumstances. I feel like I should... Actually, back up and state the question everybody's asking: Is Myron Curtis in charge of this team? Is he the coach? Because it seems like, despite all odds, Myron is the catalyst in getting this team together. Well, he was the one I ran into the diverter shed with Mort when they was putting together the team. And well, you ever heard of that saying? He knows just enough about that to get him in trouble. Well, Morton Myron know enough about softball season, just enough to get that ball rolling and Morton seen the sign ups and the city planner Tommy Standards had told Mort he needs to get a team together. And that's really all it takes. It's like if you walk into a group of elementary school kids and say, Y'all should run laps and who knows, maybe one day y'all be in the Olympics. Well, there's a lot that need to happen between them laps on around the playground and the Olympics, but they just doing what they know, you know, running in a circle kind of thing. So yeah. Morton Myron can get the sign-ups together, and they collect the money, but that ain't all it takes for what I'd call a successful adult softball season. Case in point, here we are, standing in front of the dugouts, taking off our shirts in front of the town because we ain't got no uniforms. Myron's blustered. He sees Mary Beth Tucker and lets out an audible, yeah. and that ain't even a word. And this is going sideways quick, and fellas were starting to grumble. I knew I could help some, but the best administrator, organizer in our group, that's Russell Tucker. You should see his garage. He's got that thing put together. I mean, he got shelves for his shelves. So I reached for that index card from Myron's hand, as he was like some sort of chest naked meltdown over there. He's just having it, just trying to figure out what to do. And I I feel like I hear the other team snickering across the way. The umpire's showing up now, Lonnie Jean Sturges. He's a game warden, too. He also has a hot dog poo truck. He's calling balls and strikes tonight. Anyways, so you see all this coming together, and you think, we about to see a softball game, but we running out of time. So at this point, it's easy to start getting down on yourself, standing there thinking about all the times in the winter when you said, oh, I should do a push-up. Boy, if I ever had to take my shirt off in public, it sure would be nice to be kind of fit and toned. Hey, are those strawberry Twinkies? I don't see them too often. And strawberries fruit. Maybe I'll just have two. So I called Russell Tucker. Can you finish out this lineup card and take it over to Lonnie Jean? Fellas, get in the dugout. They the home team. I figured that as much because they took the field. That means they gonna bat in the bottom of the first. We's gonna bat in the top of the first. It's at this point when you want to mind yourself that this is small-town adult softball, in case you forgot. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be exciting. But we were not close to exciting. We weren't excited. We weren't happy about this. Brody Childers pulled up in an 86 Buick Century two-tone, blasting some Def Leopard. He's skidding to the parking lot spot over next to the concession stand. He'd throw his keys at the concession stand wall like it was a valet, and is supposed to catch it. You may see stupid when when you hear that story, but I saw our final teammate make it to the game, and we was now official. Brody get that shirt off, and he get over here, and I hope that's the last time I ever say to Brody, get that shirt off and get over here, because for sure that was, that was the first time. Russell had me batting leadoff, which was not a bad call, and I think the worst call for us is that we were horribly to mildly out of shape, and there ain't nothing you can do at this point but face the music. I mean, it's slow-pitch softball. How embarrassing can it really be? You know, is what I was thinking at the time. So I step up to the plate. Cody Mantels over there pitching for Sonic. This guy's a stud. I mean, he's mean. He recently got out of jail, and, and, and I don't want to mess with him, nothing like that, but I, I step into the batter's box, and he brushed me back with an inside pitch in that batter's box. Well, I hit the deck, and I don't know what kind of field you think we play on, but it's gravelly. It's kind of like that red infield dirt in the city put up and the chalk lines around the edge of that uh, that red dirt, but it's just chalk and, like, gravelly red dirt kind of thing. But I done messed up the batter box things and laying there in chalk like a crime scene outline now. Cody's laughing. So I get up. I ain't having it. You know, I'm already ticked off that we chest naked and we ain't got no uniforms and Myron's head's in the clouds. And I say, something funny, Cody? He nods. He said, you should see what I see. I said, you better be glad you can see I'm liable to drive this ball right at you. Cody nods, he pitches, and I watch a strike go right by. Out of emotion, I wanted to swing as hard as I could, but I did the opposite. I just spectated. Then I got an idea. Why don't I use my strengths? I'm fast. So if I'm fast, why don't I just get down to first base? So Cody pitches the next ball. I drop the bat. I sprint up the line. Head first, Pete Rose, chest naked, right into the bag. Safe. I stand up, gravel, skid right up my chest, that red, gravelly stuff, starting to bleed a little bit. Lonnie Jean calls out, what are you doing, Tavin? I said, I just stole first base, Lonnie Jean. He said, you can't do that. I said, did anybody tag me out? No. I said, was that a legal slide? No. No. Lonnie Jean said, nope, it ain't. He said, you can't slide without a uniform. Hands on my hips, I turn and look at Myron Curtis in the dugout, I was furious. How's he going to take my one joy in adult softball league the head first slide and just disqualify it? Well, I feel like I've been pretty patient with Myron up until this point, but this was pushing me to the limit. So Lonnie Jean calls out, come finish your bat, Tavin. So I make it back to the batter's box. Apparently Cody had thrown another strike, so it was one and two, and I step back in. Is this still the first bat bat of the game of the season, you might be asking? I get a little choked up about just talking about it. Well, it is. We still in the first bat. Of the first inning of the first game, so we got to move this along. So I rear back and swing as hard as I can. Now I'm a lefty. That's how I go down. The, that's how I got down to first baseline so quick when I stole first. I can get out of the box so quick on the first base side. Left-hander. So I make contact and I spray that ball to the left field. Well, if I'd hit it harder, it would have been left field. It went to the third baseman. Out number one. First and and that's it. Kind of the first inning didn't get much better. J.T. Whitlow hit a dribbler to the first baseman, and Mort Wydell was up. If he get on base, he got Rusty Tidwell behind him and that fella can rake. Now Mort, he's stout, little stubby legs, but he can hit dangers. Well, but he's all or nothing kind of thing. So if, if he hits a home run, uh, he's good. He, that's that's the choice though. You get a, you get a home run or you get thrown out at first. He ain't a runner. So he could hit it, a, what would be a double, maybe a triple for most folk, and he get thrown out trying to make it down to first base. He just liked the home run trot, that's all he likes. So he don't have no pressure at that point once it's cleared defense and he swing for defenses every single time. So he get up there with two outs and do what he do, all the way to the wall, long out. So Rusty didn't get no chance to bat in the first inning. Team Sonic came ready to play. Days up, bottom of the first, they got five runs in the first inning alone. Everything seemed to happen like in slow motion. Rusty's our third baseman, he just airmailed a throw to Mort at first base. Mort ain't real tall anyway, his arms ain't long, so it was just a bit of a mess. We got through it, some people have softball practice, you know. These Take it real serious? Well, this is our first game, and it was our first practice, too. Put it to you that way. Myron Curtis seen Mary Beth Tucker crane her neck out the concession stand to see the action. Well, that was about the third inning, and it was when she realized we was playing with no shirts on, with skins. Myron locked eyes with her, and he kind of covered his chest, which I thought was gross. And I said, come on, Myron, get your head in the game. He said, she's seen me, Tavin. Well, that'll be a good protest for the relationship, buddy, is the way I look at it. Now, do you want her to see you win? Or lose looking like that. I thought that was a good point, but that kind of, and it seemed to work for him, too, inspired Myron a little bit. He grabbed a bat, and he strode up chest naked to the plate, got his sweatshorts tied real snug, so he's covered there, and he just got up there hacking. I mean, he did have confidence, but that didn't change his skill level none, so he, he ended up reaching first on a strikeout, wild pitch. That ball bounced into Team Sonic's dugout, rolled into a pile of softballs. It got confusing. Myron got first, and we was like, we'll take it. Batting behind Myron Curtis was Brody Childers, who lined one to right field wall. He hit that thing so hard and so fast, it bounced back to their outfielder, and Myron only made it to second base. Brody was halfway to second when he realized he'd got to go back. Then Russell Tucker hit a double, and Myron somehow mowed her in, and Brody was on his heels. And that, well, that's, that's basically the, the highlights of game one, really. I mean, we scored two runs. Felt like we was moving in the right direction. For a team to grind out two runs, chest naked with no practices, Kind of felt like a win today. So now Team Sonic got hot in the fourth inning. And the only thing that slowed them down was the end of the game. I lost count, but I know when they got their 10th run, Myron Curtis threw a shoe in their dugout, and he didn't get it back till the end of the game. So we got Myron Curtis on the infield. One cleat, one socked foot, chest naked, and sweat shorts and a ball cap with a glove on his hand. Quite a pitcher. But I tell you, at that point, I felt like Myron got it. Like I Right now, I have full confidence that he don't want to be like this next week. He said he'd pick up our uniforms. Then I believe next week we're going to have them, especially after the night we had tonight. Will we be any better next week? Maybe not. But I will say I don't think we left it all on the field tonight. Now, looking at Myron Curtis missing a shoe, one might think otherwise, but that's the truth. So that's how we did this week. Our nameless, shirtless team is 0-1. Was it a bad start? Yeah, I'd have to say so. Insult to injury, we went to get snow cones after the game, but first we had to watch Team Sonic get they free snow cones because they won. So we all got our work cut out for us this upcoming week. Myron had squeezed back into his shirt right there after the game, get in line at the concession stand. Mary Beth Tucker was saying how proud she was of him, and he kind of smiled, and he held up the line, grossed out the team. How you like being skins, Myron? He shook his head. I hate it. I smiled about that, cause ain't none of us really like that about tonight. I mean, I got road rash up my chest from that slide. I ain't gonna show up in the box score tomorrow, but I stole the first base. Everybody at the field tonight knows it too. I saved by a mile. So I was do some stretching out this week, get ready for game two. I think everybody's, you know, got real tonight. We got out there with another team, and no uniforms, in case I didn't mention that, we played a game, and I think everybody's ready to show up next week to play. And that's game one in the books. So, I hope you can tune in. I mean, I am going to be stretching this week. I know there's people interested in the softball season. I ain't trying to just mail it in. That's one thing I don't do with adult softball league season. We ain't mailing nothing in. Game one is in the books. We did not win, but there's some intangibles. Like I said, they ain't going to show up in the box scores, but... They was there. There's some good things moving in the right direction. The way I take to see it and the way I look at it. So I hope I hope you can tune in next week. And, hey, if you like this thing, if you like uh, the Tavern podcast, that's what you're listening to. It's like a radio show, but it's a, called a podcast. If you can leave a review for it, share it with folks who might want to take a listen, that'd be a hoot. And, hey, if you need to holler at me this week, just shoot me a text right here. You got a pen and pad? Maybe you don't if you on an exercise bike or, or you walk in the park or you driving a forklift, but you can text me here, 501-322-6249. And hey, if you didn't have to steal first base chest naked this week, you having a pretty good week, the way I see it. I appreciate you rating this podcast, sharing it with folks, shooting me a text if you want to check out the Wag Bar over at SweetTeaFilms.com if you're getting hungry and need a snack or running late to your softball game and need something to eat. Boy, that's some powerful protein. Hey, we'll holler at you next time. Until then, we'll see you later. Thanks for joining me here on what we're calling a, the Tavin Dillard Podcast. See you later.